You're listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast, where we tell stories of God's faithfulness from people just like you, because the God who did still does. We are in week three of Made for More, and this week we are looking at the cross of Jesus Christ. You know, the truth is everything we need to be truly free, Jesus made possible through the cross. Freedom is possible because of what Jesus already did, not what we do. So today, I invited Mary Hogue to share with us something I learned from her many years ago at a released retreat, which is our annual women's retreat. But she talks about the sufficiency of what Jesus accomplished on the cross and the healing that His blood brings to our wounds, if we will give Him access. So if you're struggling in any way to receive all that Jesus has done for you, Maybe it's because of shame or guilt or pain or, I mean, fill in the blank. I believe Mary has a word for you today. So let's get to it. Well, I'm really excited today to have Mary Hogue in the studio with me today. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Sarah. It's good to be here. I'm so honored that you said yes to come into the studio today to talk about Jesus, which is one of our favorite topics. Yeah. (laughs) We love talking about Him. But before we dive into Jesus and the cross of Jesus Christ, why don't you share a little bit about you? Okay. Well, I'm an Oklahoma girl. I was born and raised in Oklahoma and... Uh, I live there. If you ever heard this old country song, Okie from Muskogee, I'm I'm an Okie from Muskogee. <laughs> I lived there till I was fourth grade, and then we moved to Midwest City, and I lived there till I married my husband, Rodney, and I taught elementary school, and then after we got married, we moved to Fort Worth, and he went to seminary, and I continued to teach school, and then he always felt called to pastor outside of the Bible Belt, which is what they call places where churches are Are just... on every corner. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so we went up to Washington State, and we pastored there and started our family. We lived there for eight and a half years, then we moved to California in San Francisco Bay Area and pastored there for 23 years. And then we felt like God was calling us to come back closer to our family, especially our moms in the last year of their lives, help take care of them. And so... We didn't where, know exactly where we are going to move to Texas, but we moved to Brownwood to live with his mom for six months, and then we just felt like God leading us here to Abilene, and we've been here for uh, nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we have three—we've been married 44 years, and we have three sons, and two of them live here. One lives in Oregon with his family, and have three amazing daughter-in-laws, nine wonderful grandchildren, and— I think my favorite thing is just spending time with my family and with my kids. And my sons are just hilarious, and they make me laugh. And <laughs> That's I good. like to laugh. So yeah, laughter is so yeah. great. Yeah. The joy of the Lord. Yeah. Well, and your son, um, John, Jonathan, uh-huh. is actually uh, like we work together. Uh-huh. He and I do, and he helps me produce this podcast. So <laughs> shout out to Jonathan Hogue for Woo-hoo. all of his amazing <laughs> technical abilities for editing this podcast, because I could not put this out and do this week in, week out without him. So yes. always have to give a shout out to John. Uh-huh. Well, um, you and I have talked about this just a little bit, but this topic is it's all about Jesus and the cross of Jesus and what he accomplished for us 
on that cross yeah. through his death, burial, and resurrection because there's yeah. so much more. That's what we're, we're learning about in this freedom series is yeah. that there's more than we can comprehend when it comes to the freedom that's offered to us mm-hmm. um, through Jesus because what he did is, is finished. It's the finished work of the cross. Right. And I'll never, ever, ever forget a teaching you did. Many years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm having you on today yeah. to share. I was because, like, man, she remembers that? That's yes. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look back. I should have done this before we recorded, but I can't remember what year it was at released. But I was sitting on the first row uh-huh. on the far right, like far right aisle. And just remember you teaching on Jesus in the cross and explaining it in a way that, for lack of a better word, phrase like put the cookies on the bottom shelf theologically, which is something uh-huh. I stole that phrase from Annie F. Downs or no, I stole that phrase from uh, Lisa Harper. Uh-huh. Lisa Harper. That's the way she explains theological like ideas uh-huh. that like there's just ways that teachers can teach mm-hmm. that help us understand something. And it's like, wow, aha. That's like an aha moment, right? Yeah. And that teaching in and of itself was an aha moment for me. Uh-huh. And so I know that you love Jesus, and it's evident by the way that you live your life. But I'm curious. I would love to know what you love most about him, and maybe like when did you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Well, I think the thing I love most about Jesus is that he's just my friend. You know, when you come into first come into a relationship with him, you know, it's more like he's your Lord, he's your Savior. And as you learn to walk with him more, it's just, it's developed into a friendship. You know, I can just talk to him about anything and everything, and I know it's okay, and he still loves me, and he's just always there for me. He's always faithful. And then not only can I talk to him, I've learned how he talks to me and learn how he has, I recognize the way he speaks to me. And so I, you know, I continually grow in that, but I think that's my favorite thing about him is that he's just my friend. And, you know, I always grew up going to church, so I've always been in church. And when I was like third or fourth grade, I had a friend that was getting baptized. And so she says, why don't you get baptized with me? And I was like, (laughs) okay. I had no clue. Nobody talked to me about it. I just was baptized, you know, and then I just, I kept, you know, I was still in the church. And and then when I was in my teenage years, I was like a leader in our youth group. So some point between when I was baptized and my teenage years, I had given my heart to Jesus and made a commitment to Him and realized what He'd done for me on the cross and and that He was my Lord and Savior. And then when I was 16, I felt like He was telling me to get rebaptized, but for the right reasons mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. But I was so embarrassed because back then, you know, you had to walk down in the front of the church and you're usually the only one walking down. You have to talk to the pastor. And I'm like, I'm a leader in the youth group. They're going to think... She hasn't been saved all these years, you know. Oh, I was just yeah. I was so embarrassed. And so I said, Jesus, you gotta help me. And so I just opened my Bible, just put my finger down and just started reading. It says, Thou shalt be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I was like, Okay, I know what you're asking me to do, and I can do it now because you just gave me my answer. 
I knew he wanted me to be rebaptized to show what had already happened in my life and that's in good. my heart. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my story. Of <laughs> yeah, that's how, really beautiful. Yeah. Well, we know that everything we need to truly be free in Jesus is made possible through the cross. Freedom is because of what he did for us. It's mm-hmm. not based on what we do, but it's based mm-hmm. on receiving the free gift that he offers. It wasn't free for him. Right. It cost him everything, right. but it is a free gift to us. Yeah. And so I'd really love right here to share um, with our listeners, I'd love for you to share with our listeners what you shared at Released, because mm-hmm. that imagery that you use, that analogy yeah. that, you, that you used in that teaching really helped me to just understand the yeah. sacrifice and, and the freedom and the healing yeah. that comes when yeah. we invite him into our lives as Lord and yeah. friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, that I was like, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the first, maybe the first year I was here. But it, my topic was uh, healing your wounds. And I talked about how, you know, when you get a cut on your hand or wherever, you just kind of put a Band-Aid on it and go on, but you don't really recognize all the work that the blood is doing to bring healing to that wound. Because within seconds or minutes of that cut, it's working hard to clot it, you know, close it up, bring healing to it. And then after that, uh, it's like once the blood has stopped, the wound is is starting to close and the blood vessels kind of open up a bit so that the nutrients can get in and the oxygen can get in that the blood is carrying it to it. And then the blood cells arrive to help build new tissue. And you know, a lot of times our blood, we refer to it as the river of life because every cell in our body is dependent on that blood. And the blood carries away the waste Mm -hmm. and then it brings life to our cells when it brings the oxygen. And so basically, if the blood can get to the wound, it can be healed. It can be healed. But there's things in our life sometimes that cause that not to heal because maybe you're a diabetic or your circulation is poor, the blood can't get to it. But if the blood can get there, it can heal it. Mm -hmm. And so it's sort of like the same in the spiritual You know, if Jesus's blood can get to our wounds, if we let him have access, his blood have access to our wounds, that it can be healed. You know, his his cross, what he did on the cross, the blood that he shed is vital to our healing. He is what brings total healing, total restoration. And it's like, you know, his blood carries away our sin. It carries away our waste. It carries away our sin and our guilt and our shame. It washes us. It cleans us. And his blood brings new life to us, just like the oxygen is carried by the blood to our body to bring new life. His blood brings new life to us. And his blood is sufficient to cleanse us, to heal us, to restore us. And there's power to change it. Because salvation isn't just about being saved and going to heaven. There's That's a, right. A lot, lot more. He wants our whole being, our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit, every part of our being to come in alignment with who he is and his kingdom. And the only way we can do that is through his blood and the power of his Holy Spirit. So basically, if his blood can get to the wound, it can be healed. But just like in the natural, there's things that keep it from getting there. A lot of times there's things that we keep his blood from 
not yeah. healing us. And a lot of times it's us or me. You know, I realize, hey, I'm trying to do this on my own. That's I'm right. trying to take care of this. I'm trying to do this. And I'm not letting him in. I'm not letting him have access to that situation. Or, you know, past hurts. I shut myself down. You know, I don't want to go there. I don't want to open that up. I don't want him to come in there and start digging around, you know. I don't want to stir all that stuff up. And uh, sometimes there's shame and guilt, just like Adam and Eve in the garden. They hid. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I distance myself from him because I I don't want to deal with it or whatever. But that's basically, you know, if his blood can have access to your wounds, they can be healed and cleansed, and re- you can be restored. That's right, mm-hmm. and it's a constant. It's a it's a journey, right? It's a yes. river. It's not stagnant. It doesn't just. Yes. It's not one and done. It's right. an ongoing process. It of is being renewed mm-hmm. to look more and more and think more and more like Jesus. Yes, you know, and exactly to be healed. He wants us healed and whole. Right. You know, not. Not in part, but in whole. And so that does take time. And it also Uh takes us giving him access. I think that's a word you use multiple times. It's like giving him access to those places. Right. But I know that as humans are like, there's a tendency there to feel like, you know, or to maybe take control Mm -hmm. and to try to fix the mess on our own Mm -hmm. and do what we can. But we know that the word of God says that faith is not by works, right? Right. And so if you ever struggled, like maybe you could share a time Mm -hmm. where you struggled to... You know, mm-hmm. just receive in mm-hmm. that place rather than do yeah. to be his daughter yeah. and to allow him access yeah. rather than trying to fix it out, you know, all on your own. Yeah. I remember one time I felt like he told me, he said, don't try to fix yourself. Fix your eyes on me. That's good. And because, you know, you get in the midst of the situation, you got your eyes fixed on the situation or the problem or what's happening and you get kind of sucked up into it and you get lost and you wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, ca- I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can only fix myself so far. And then you get tired. You can't maintain it. He is the total fixer. He is the one that brings real change and real restoration in your life. You know, it reminds me of um, in the Old Testament when Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat and God's people were totally surrounded by these vast armies and enemies, and they were just looking at all of that, and they just literally said, God, we just, we can't do this. This is hopeless. And they said, we can't defeat this vast army. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you. And, you know, I get in a situation, and I'm like, Jesus, I don't know what to do. I have no clue, but my eyes are fixed on you, and I know you're the fixer. That's right. And you'll bring what I need, and you'll show me, and you'll lead me, and you, you'll you guide me. And he always does. He's so faithful. Mm-hmm. I remember one time in, uh, you know, when we were pastoring in California. Pastoring is wonderful, but then there's times <laughs> <laughs> where you can't please everybody. And we were going through a hard situation, and I'd lost some friends, and I was just really hurt, and I was just really devastated. And I was I was just—I couldn't get out of it. I, no, Anything I did, I, it was just heavy on me, hanging on me. And I was like, Jesus, I can't go on like this. This hurts too bad. you know. And I remember he showed me a picture of me like standing in a bucket, 
And all of that stuff just kind of melting off of me, all those emotions, all those feelings just melting off of me. And then it was like he took that bucket and he just threw it on the cross. And it wasn't like all those feelings and everything was instantly gone, but that was the beginning of me letting him have access, letting him come in. And every day I just had to keep going to him with the situation. Mm -hmm. And I remember he gave me an acronym for PUSH, P-U-S-H. It's PUSH Until Shift Happens. And that's what I had to keep doing. I had to just keep pushing in Mm -hmm. every day, bringing it to him. Jesus, here it is. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. What are you going to do about it today? You know, help me. And I did. I just had to keep pushing into his presence, to his word. And, you know, eventually there's a shift that happens and you feel the lifting and you feel it, you know, just just taken off of you. Mm -hmm. And I remember I wrote in my journal, it was during this time, he was really encouraging me. He says, You've walked through some hard things, and I'm proud of you. You have not let bitterness land. You are allowing me to walk you through everything. You're opening your heart to me. You're not shutting down. Don't shut down your heart because you're afraid it will hurt too much. I always have the healing salve to make it better. Keep risking. You will get to experience parts and depths of me as you walk through it all that you would never get to experience otherwise. Oh, that's so good. And, you know, that's... Healing and everything, we want a quick fix. That's right. (laughs) And it's not always a quick fix. It's a process. It's a journey. And we can't discount the journey and the process as we get to our destination because that's part of it. That's right. You know, we can function in our destination because of the process and the journey that we've gone on. Mm -hmm. So he is always faithful if you just keep pushing in, you know, bringing it to him every day. You know, here it is, Jesus. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are fixed on you, and I know he's going to do something. Yeah, that's my one of my favorite verses. I love that one. Yeah. Our eyes are fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's right. Exactly. Um, you know, there's something that I am remembering that one of our other previous podcast guests mentioned before. It's that these internal places that we go with Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and we giving giving that access to Jesus and mm-hmm. allowing his blood to heal right um, and to come and bring light to those dark places and mm-hmm. the places of fear or worry or mm-hmm. doubt or sin or shame or whatever it is that right. we're carrying right you know it's those internal places those quiet moments with him where we really do hear right his heart for us yeah. which is good yeah this we know that yeah. his heart is good for us but it's those places that eventually like at we don't know how yeah sometimes we really won't know how right. but they lead to external victories yes right external victories that we can truly feel sense yes. know and believe yes so that we can then help others right. in the same places. Right. You know, I'm thinking about um, those layers of freedom mm-hmm. that we've been talking about. There mm-hmm. are, we, I mean, we're, this is a journey. We have not arrived. None of us are in heaven quite yet, right? right? Here on right. this earth, we haven't crossed that that threshold yet. Um, but we desire greater measures of freedom walking mm-hmm. in relationship with Jesus. Again, not by works, not by what we do, but right. what he's doing in us, right? right? And so I'm, I'm just curious you are ahead of me in life and someone that I look up to, mm-hmm. honestly, as a mother in the faith. Aww. So I would love to know, what are some of those 
spiritual mile markers, you know, those spiritual growth spurts that you've experienced with him that you're like, hey, this is a big deal. I want to share this part of my journey with others. Yeah. I think my greatest growth has come in the midst of trials because you are literally forced. You're pushed into him. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't there literally there's nothing I can do. I've tried. <laughs> you know, I can't do it and I'm just Jesus. And when you just say Jesus and you're you say, you know, I there's nothing I can do. He shows up big time. I'm amazed. He he is always so faithful and so good. If you would just bring it to his feet and just say, "Hey, I I can't do this. I don't know how to do this." You know, I love 2 Corinthians 12, 9, this verse. It's, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in hardships, and in insults, and difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. It's okay to be weak. <laughs> it's okay not to be strong because he is. And it gives him the opportunity. And the, that part of the verse that I love is that his power will rest on me. When I am weak, it gives his power an opportunity to rest on me. So when I'm going through these difficulties and these situations, I can be assured that his power is going to rest on me. And carry me through. Even though I can't see it, (laughs) I don't feel it, I don't know it, he does, and he's got it, and he's going to get you through. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about the listener who is maybe just at the beginning of this journey, really. You know, they've started at the very beginning of the Purify Workbook, and, you know, we're working through the, like, mindsets and Mm -hmm. and belief patterns and things such as that, and hopefully the Holy Spirit is bringing up things in Uh your mind, and you're dealing with some of this stuff. You know, I know I am. I'm dealing with some of these things um, and and wanting to not take up the yoke of slavery, but take up the yoke of righteousness and rest that Jesus offers us right. because he's he's done it. He's done it. He's done the work. Yes. <laughs> and so I would love for you to maybe encourage the listeners who are in the middle of the journey right now. We're on week, I guess, three or four, um, week four, no, week three. We're on week three now. And not to give up, to keep pressing in, to keep pushing, like you yes. mentioned. What encouragement? What What's our part mm-hmm. in this process, mm-hmm. and how could you encourage mm-hmm. our listeners today? Yeah, our, our part is Jesus has done all the work. He has done it. Our part is just to access what he, what's available to us, to access it, to activate, and to enforce what Jesus has already done. That's good. You know— the cross, the Satan, the only thing he really respects is the cross because he doesn't respect our best efforts, our striving, but he respects the cross because what was done to him and the defeat that was brought to him at the cross cannot be undone. But what he tries to do in his scheming is to convince us and, and keep us from understanding 
what was all encompassed with the cross, all that we have access to, all the authority that we have, everything that belongs to us because of Jesus, because of that great exchange that took place on the cross. You know, all the, the sin, the evil, the punishment that was due us right. because of justice, uh, Jesus took it. And because of his righteousness, all the good that is due him, we have access to. And the enemy tries his best to keep us from understanding all the ramifications of what happened at the cross and what we have. But there is so much healing, so much life, so much restoration because of the cross and what Jesus did. And you just have to keep pushing in. Like I said, push in until shift happens. You know, push into his word, push into his presence, push in to worship, you know, and um, it's a process. It's a journey. And, you know, he could do it like that, but most of the time it isn't. It's us cooperating with what he's already done. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, Mary, thank you so much for coming in today and talking to us about Jesus and his healing and the power of the cross. Um, something I've been asking our guests to do before we wrap up the conversation is to pray yes. over us all as we dive into this week and yeah. this topic and, and dive into knowing who Jesus is truly. Like yes. we grow up, I mean, for those of you who lived in the Bible Belt, like me, like uh -huh. we grow up hearing about him our whole lives, yes. but there is a vast difference between hearing about him and knowing him. Yes. Very big difference. Right. And the knowing him is where the joy is. Right. So would you mind praying for yes. our listeners today? Yes, I would love to. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for everything that you have bought and paid for us, God, what you did for us on the cross. We thank you for that, and we are grateful for that. We thank you for everything that we have access to, God. Help us in our journey. Help us to remember that you are there with us and the power of the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, God. That we have everything that we need to be conquerors and to live the life that you've called us to. So Jesus, I just bless us with growing in our knowledge of who you are and what you've done and who we can be through the power of the cross. And we just thank you, Jesus. Amen. I love talking with Mary. She is just such a joy to sit and listen to and glean from, don't you think? I also love the acronym that God gave her, to push until shift happens. You know, no matter what is going on in our lives, maybe we really just don't know what to do it's important to remember that we can bring it all to Him. You know, we can fix our eyes on Him and push into His presence, into His Word, into worship, keeping our hearts open. You know, instead, much of the time, our natural tendency is to push away, to distance ourselves rather than push in. So maybe you're in that place and you're ready to push in. You want to access activate and enforce what Jesus has already done for you on the cross. Well, as I've been praying over this episode, I just got a real strong sense to share a couple of worship songs that I'm listening to these days. So I'll make sure and link them in the show notes, but for now, I'll just go ahead and list them right here, right now. The first song is Trust in God by Elevation Worship. 
the second song, Been So Good, also by Elevation Worship, and the third song, The Cross Has the Final Word by Cody Carnes. Again, I'll make sure and link those songs in the show notes for you guys. I pray that you are encouraged and reminded today of the truth that the cross alone is enough. And as Jesus said so himself in his word, you know, his grace is sufficient for you, for his power is made perfect in our weakness. Thanks so much for listening to the Beyond Sundays podcast. We hope you'll have a wonderful day. And remember, God is always moving and he's moving in your life too, Beyond Sundays.